What's up, everybody? Uh, Matt Marinas here from Might and Blue Review. Uh, joined by my my good buddy, Jacob Badilla on the mend, dealing with uh, dealing with COVID, but nothing uh, nothing offers better medicine for Jacob than talking basketball. So, although this this one <laughs> might yeah might make it worse, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> Feeling pretty good about halftime, and then suddenly uh, th- things got a lot worse in the second half. I, so uh, wasn't quite the pick me up that I was I was hoping for. All right, well we'll try to we'll try to make him laugh as much as possible. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's like a tough one to analyze because there's a lot of uncharacteristic things going on there, yeah. um, both from Marquette's standpoint. Just, I mean, if you told me, like, if you're, like, if you just said the number 52 as, like, a point total of Marquette's, I would have said, like, game. Like, a whole game, not, like, a half, yeah. right? So, I wouldn't have believed that they were capable of scoring that in 20 minutes. Um, Creighton's free throws, like, you look at the last three games, it's ugly. Real ugly. Doesn't make any sense ugly kind of thing. Um, that continued tonight. Yeah, there's just some alarming – uh, little blips there in that last those last three stretches. And they only shot like 13 against Nebraska, so not a big sample size. But again, they didn't hit many of them. So um, I guess what are you what are you what are your thoughts on you know what you saw tonight? What uh, you know how much of it stands out to you as something that's like um, maybe like a you know a common thread throughout the season so far that you think that they're still struggling to do at a high level. Versus how much of it was just a poor performance on a on a bad night. Yeah, kind of the first thing, the kind of the big picture thought for me so far is just while every, all of their goals are still out in front of them, it's just really disappointing that they had the opportunity in front of them like they did to become a top five team to get the, the kind of uh, get a win at Kansas to get off to a great start in the league play. All they had to do was take care of the little things, and they they weren't able to do that. It's kind of some of the same stuff about that Kansas and the Marquette game where they're not just the effort, honestly, effort focus. I Mm. think that's what it came down to in in both games. It's the little things. It's just, again, the free throw shooting. It's the – the, the kind of just the boneheaded turnovers. It's like getting lost on defense, just not fighting hard enough. I don't know. We'll get into a lot more of this as we go on, but that's just kind of my overall. It, it seems almost like after the first half, it's like, that, okay, we, we can, we're good enough here to just go get this win. And that's clearly not the case anymore. They still have to go out there and earn everything. And um, they didn't do it tonight. And they didn't do it against Kansas. And those are two huge missed opportunities. Creighton should be undefeated right now with a really good win under their belt and holding serve at home in their Big East opener. And yeah. now you've already got two losses in a condensed season. Yeah, I think, I mean, maybe the condensed part of it probably raises the level of urgency a little bit more than it normally would, right? You're like, normally you'd look at it like, okay. And I think I, I would still do it, you know, to a certain degree. Like, there's a small sample size element to this, but there's also that <laughs> that COVID cloud hanging out there because if they go on a, if they go on a pause – uh, you know that sample that they'll that they're able to 
you know, draw from at the end of the season gets smaller in general. So, um, well, and that's, now, that's the tough part. But like, to just in yeah. terms of tonight, like, well, just real quick just on oh, on what we were just talking about that that Kansas uh, game was their only non conference game of substance. They couldn't get it done because of they lost because they lost those games in South Dakota. Kansas was the only game that really mattered in their non-conference and they weren't able to get it done. So to overcome with that, you got to rip off a great season in the league and they're already off to an 0-1 start in the league. So yeah, I just don't know how much like a one point loss at KU is going to be bad. Like it's not going to, it's not going to be bad, but it's not that it's not the data point in your favor. Yeah. But I think I hear you, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think we know what the data points are going to look like this year because yeah. What's the what's the NAT drawn off of? Like, there's so much, there's so much in flux with like who's playing who, who's who's going on pause. Like, there's so many circumstances. Like, think about Florida and Florida State. Like, that game should not have continued, and it did. And Florida State gets that win, but it's like, what's that? Is that a data? What's that data point look like? Florida shouldn't even been playing after that happened. Like, just, there's just so much weirdness going on. Like, and uh, I just don't know how to. I don't know how to assess that right now. I, it's like so far down the road that I feel like it's not even worth assessing at this point because we're just. It's just. I get that, but also a lot of baseless you, speculation going on. Like yeah. you know what I mean. But you also want to take care of the part that you can control, so you don't that's, have to worry as much about how crazy things can get later on. Yeah. And right true. now, I think what the Big East is the fourth ranked league, um, so you've got Villanova out there a couple times. Who knows what the rest of the Big East is going to look like? Like, how many chances for big wins do they have left? Well, don't think they get Villanova late, right? I didn't, I haven't studied the schedule yet. They, well, yeah, I, I saw it came out today. I don't even know. I I'm pretty sure you know, Villanova is at the end of the season. But so, so I mean, it's just, that's so again, just, they're not going to. I mean, yeah, we're going way off the rails on that one, like yeah. big picture wise. But like, um, just just in terms of tonight. You know, when I look at the things that when – I, when I'm asking myself how far off is Creighton from – like, so so last year when they ended the season, when they beat Seton Hall, you're thinking, like, if – you know, without Marcus, it wasn't going to be a Final Four team. Like, it just – that's not realistic. But you think when – at their peak last year, they were playing, like, a Final Four team, right? That's, that's fair, correct? Yes. Okay. So how far are they from that? So can they be that minus Tyshawn? That's kind of like what – that's always been my question, right? Because I think they expect themselves to do something – they expect something special to happen this year, regardless of all these circumstances that they can't control, right? I think to a man, they would all agree with that. Um, so what's – so what's that – what does that – are they capable of it, number one? So, like – because that's how you have to assess it, like – how badly they play compared to their potential. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, I think tonight is like a pretty bad performance. Just, I mean, offensively, they could have won that game, but offensively, you don't really like, you're not supposed to worry about that team offensively. That's just kind of like who they are. They could, they could, you know, on most nights, they're going to roll. I mean, and they didn't play well offensively in the second half for most of it, yet they still end up near 90. It's crazy. Um, but just the defensive end of the floor was just a complete meltdown. I mean, Marquette, 
shouldn't drop 52 in 20 minutes on the best high school team in the country, let alone one of the best college teams, right? Like, they're not built like that to just be – 54. To just score at will, like – is that what they ended up with 54 in the second half? Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Um, it's just that's, that's, that's the end of the floor that needs to be – Focused on yeah, film yeah. practice, and those were that's where the heart to heart conversations we have because you're talking about it's not just giving up points; it's how you give them up. Like and yeah, and that it's was lack of, it's lack of details on sets that Marquette has run over and over again. They beat you with them all game. Like you have to recognize those things, especially in the second half, as the game goes on. You to, uh, as a veteran team, you're supposed to be as a veteran team, if you get beat once on something, it should be the only time you get beat on it, right? Like, because you should have some recognition. Offensive rebounding. Now, they're not the best, they're the biggest, strongest, toughest team in the world, but you can't be giving them two and three cracks at the at putbacks. And especially when they're just batting the ball off the glass, playing like volleyball with it, then kick out threes later happening. That's just demoralizing. Like, you just lose faith in your ability to stop them at some point when that happens. Um and- so there's just like there's a whole lot of demoralizing stuff that happened on the end of the floor that that's like that's where the that's where it starts right now in terms of like how do you wash that away and get better from it. And, and I think I, the the uh, disappointing part for me was I just thought it was a lot of poor individual efforts that led to the defensive breakdowns. We saw a guy like DJ getting beat off the dribble too easily. We saw Christian getting muscled out of the paint more easily than I think we have at, at times, kind of out of position, not getting back to where he needs to be. We saw different guys. We saw, I think you mentioned, like Mitch getting lost on that, that screen over and over again, not getting out and um, them not communicating it and giving up open looks. Um, I just didn't think uh, whoever it was, like individually, man to man, they got beat too often. Mm. And you talk about second chance. And it wasn't um, – there were a couple of times where it's because they were bigger, but for the most part, it was they had more guys crash the glass. And like that, uh, that one that came, came in flying from the perimeter. Um, the guys under the rim did their job. It was Mitch and DJ standing and staring from the corner while Kane flew in there and got the putback. Like it's that little stuff where they send four, you send two. Uh, you're not going to win that. No. Um, so it's that. I just didn't think, again. What, and especially because Marquette wasn't like grabbing – Marquette wasn't grabbing the ball clean either. It's not like those offensive yeah. rebounds were just like Marquette won a position battle, grabbed the ball, put it back. Like those were batted around. There was a battle for that ball. And, and it, honestly, Marquette yeah. and Creighton lost it most of the time. So it's like that was a numbers game right there. Just find a body, hit him, and get the ball. And, and crashing the offensive glass like that, like Marquette did, you're supposed to pay for that. That's what Creighton is built to make you pay for that. They're supposed to make you yeah. go, okay, yeah, you can go out to the glass, but we're going to get – some of these and they're going to turn into easy points and you're going to regret it. Like that's kind of how Creighton's built their, their system here is like, yeah, you're going to be bigger and stronger, but we're going to be faster and, and more dangerous on the other end. So you better get that rebound. Otherwise you're getting scored on and that. Like that was missing too. They just couldn't get stops. Even, well, when, they, they, even, they, even when they forced misses, they couldn't get stops. Well, and, and honestly, um, you, you look at the final tally and, they only had 12 second chance points. Right. Crane ended up with 11, but I think three of those, it, I think it was 12 to eight until kind of the, the thing at the end there where they kind of gave themselves a chance, even though they didn't really. And so it was really the, the difference was 12 to eight there in second chance points yeah. while the game was still kind of up. So 
that didn't kill you. It was just kind of ones that that stick out in your mind. Mm-hmm. And their 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 defense actually their second uh, chance defense was actually pretty good for the number of um, offensive rebounds they gave up. Right. Uh, so it was uh, fourteen you, you, offensive you give rebounds, up fourteen, and only twelve second chance points. That's, yeah. Yeah. You live with that rate. It's just yeah. part of it was the timing, and then also it it was the first effort defense too that in the second half and then you kind of mix blend those in with the second chances mm-hmm. and then now it just feels like nothing you're doing uh, that's, what, that's what i mean it was like a totally a totally poor performance on that on the floor like the first shot defense was lacking this the 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 you know crashing the glass and finishing the possession was lacking um you know closeouts were poor uh Screen recognition, play recognition was poor. And for a team that normally that, that normally is pretty scout sound, like you, you'd be hard pressed to find a team that understands, you know, the what and why of a scouting report better than Creighton does because of what they have to do to make up for the lack of, you know, the lack of length and athleticism on the end of the floor. So there were a lot of like details that they didn't identify in trying to stop some of the things Marquette kept going back to in terms of their favorite, their pet plays. Um, yeah, it was just lacking. Like, I think they, I, I don't know if they felt like this is one of those games where they could just like, that they weren't going to be, they were going to be so good offensively that it wouldn't matter. And that kind of like fed into that end of the floor a little bit too much. And then as Marquette flipped the game, maybe midway through the second half and you're like, they're not going away. And then all of a sudden they put on a big run and they got up by, you know, what, six or eight. You're like, okay. Now the game feels like Marquette's in total control of it. Whereas before it felt like Marquette was like just keeping their head above water. And, you know, Creighton was only basically a run away from ending it. Essentially that didn't happen. So when Marquette um, just kept hanging around, kept hanging around, kept hanging around, and they finally put a run together themselves, um, that had a demoralizing effect on Creighton. And they just stops the, 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 the energy level for Marquette you saw get raised and they were starting to, to really get juiced up on that end of the floor. And uh, Crane did a great job of limiting Marquette's, like, advantage size-wise inside and playing the, the way they play their two bigs. And um, you look at uh, John and Garcia, they combined for 21 points. 17 of those were in the second half. Mm-hmm. They each had two points in the first half. So they, they kind of kept – like, Garcia had a double-double, but he wasn't a factor until that – second half and kind of that run started and then I feel like he wasn't I feel like he wasn't like terribly I don't know he didn't see I his big plays to me felt like they happened more in that last two and a half minutes than they did I you know I just like I felt like that was when he he made some big boy plays and won the game for him kind of he had 12 on five or six shooting in the second half and I and it was kind of when they took control um and they started to pull it away there were a couple of times where he just got in real close. Creighton didn't fight well enough. They gave up deep position, catch and finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of plays like that um, where you just lost it. He had three offensive rebounds in the second half. Um, so it's like that it wasn't a big factor in the game until it was. And then suddenly the kind of the floodgates open and, and so on, on offense there, you were giving up deep position and let them score. And then on defense, DJ had that, that shot blocked inside. They had a couple others that were impacted. Um, and so for most of the game, about 30 minutes of the game, like the Marquette's length advantage, size advantage, you didn't really feel it. 
but then kind of in that last in that that little like five to seven minute stretch there where Marquette really kind of took control of the game that's where it really kind of showed itself and yeah. I think part of that was Creighton just not like the effort to neutralize that wasn't there mm-hmm. they weren't fighting hard enough to prevent the the, the deep touches I mean, what was it? What was it like? You know, you, you go back to the when Creighton cut it to one, um, and I think I think they got a stick back right after that. Was that where Garcia's offensive footback came in? No, I think or, so. Uh, I'm trying. Let me go back here. Yeah. So after, so if we're no, that was DJ's. That was DJ's. Yeah. That was DJ's corner three. Yep. And then, um, um, yeah. So the Carton. So they got it all the way yeah. down to one. It's so it's Garcia's offensive there. rebound came at the end of that stretch. Yeah. 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 But, but, but even then, like, Creighton comes down, you know, they get down eight there. Creighton comes down, gets a quick bucket, then uh, get a steal, a kick out to Mitch for a three to cut it to three. Uh, then the foul happened. Then, you know, they get the foul on Sharif on the cutter coming to the ball. Um, and they miss the front end. And then, then DJ grabs the ball, but he gets tied up and possession Marquette. So they have to go back to the free throw. Like, again, that's like – as bad as they played, they were like there were there were plays that if you make them, you give yourself a chance to win the game. And they you got know? outworked. They, yeah, 76, 76, 75, They cut it to one, but they had missed like three free throws before that. So like you're yeah. you're going from chasing still chasing points still down one to leaving points at the free throw line. You left points at the free throw line to be down one. As you hit those, you're up in that situation yeah. instead. And DJ's three is maybe a game tire or puts them up one. Instead of well, some four, and then and, I, I go back to the rebound by DJ, like on the miss the front end, and you're down three. You got to come down and bang one, and Mitch's lights out hot right now. Uh, you know you're feeling pretty good if you can get that ball. They didn't get that ball. They had to foul him again, and they put the game made it. And then that's game. Yeah, and um, I, I think you mentioned kind of the free throw shooting struggles, and I think where this game really changed is when Marquette did come out so physical in the second half and they got into the bonus real quick and they were putting Creighton at the line and you had the, the, the double flopping by um, by Elliot that yeah. they Marquette kept putting Creighton at the free throw line. Creighton yeah. kept missing and then suddenly they've got no offensive flow. Because Mitch like, Mitch missed that tech yeah. shot too. Like yep. Mitch missed one. You know what I mean? Yep. It was like it was like everybody. Yeah, yeah. So like they during that stretch, I don't know how many trips I didn't count up exactly kind of what their trips to the line were, but they went three and three minutes and change, like without scoring. Um, they kept getting put in line and missing the free throws like that. Mm-hmm. So like they had their, their chances. They couldn't take advantage of those. Um, so Marquette was able to take Creighton completely out of its rhythm. Creighton wasn't able to answer by getting those three points at the free throw line. And now suddenly Marquette's in a flow. Creighton's not. And, and now you're down nine points or 12 points or whatever it was. Um, that's kind of really – because Creighton, I, they were giving up – in the fir- early on in the first half, they were giving up points, but they were still scoring a little bit too. And you kind of yeah. had enough cushion like, all right, if we keep scoring here, uh, they've got a chance to just kind of outscore Marquette here, even if um, the, the defensive effort wasn't great. I mean, I felt, like, I felt like Creighton scoring. missed some really good looks in the first half and still ended up with 44 points. Like, well, they, they were on their way to 50. Marcus was over. <laughs> yeah. over yeah. 5 in the first half from 3. Yeah, and there were some. There were some right. Like there were some good. Sixty-six effective field goal percentage or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's one point four points per possession in the first half. God, this team's offensive ceiling is just absurd. It really is. Um, yeah, like so. Uh, here's what I want to ask you because, like, you you've been around a lot of hoopers. Like, 
what – and you coach, so, like, you kind of – maybe you understand this from a team perspective. Like, they're shooting 42% from three in the last three games. And if you know Creighton, it's a large sample size. So, it's 42% of 89 attempts in the last three games. Kansas, Nebraska, Marquette. Okay? Not exactly – easy teams to shoot well against. And even though they didn't shoot that well against Kansas, they still shot really well against Nebraska and Marquette. So 42% from three against those three teams, 55% of the free throw line. How does that, how does a team do that? Well, if you're, so four, if you're capable thing, of going 42% from three, how is, are you also capable of going 55% from the line? Yeah. So the first part about that is <clears throat> who, who's taking the free throws. And it's, so, it's the same guys. Like, well, that's not even. No, so, no the, what I'm saying. So, you look. Oh, at okay. De- Denzel Mahoney coming into this game, he was six of six from the line. He's a career 83% shooter. Yep. He, uh, seven for 10 in this game, missed the two. Missed two, the missed two or three. Yeah, down, yeah, two or yeah. three. Missed mm-hmm. one earlier. Um, I think, again, during that stretch when Marquette got fouling him, I think was his other miss. Um, so, he's seven for 10. So, that's part of it. That's 10 of your 24 attempts, three of your 15 misses or 11 misses there were by Denzel. And then DJ, not a good free throw shooter, 63% for his career at Creighton. But this game, he was three for six. Kansas, he was one for 10 or one for four. So that's four. Yeah, yeah, one for or four for 10 in those two games by DJ. That's like that's, that's that's like DeAndre Jordan numbers. Yeah, so like yeah. DJ's not a great shooter, but that's still like sixty-three percent versus forty percent in, in their two big yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. So Mitch is a seventy-six percent shooter. I mean, he doesn't take he doesn't take them often. Um, you miss a, a tech, like whatever. Right. J- Jacob one for two. Like he, when's the last time he took free throws? Like um, you get one out of two there, you're good. Um, Antoine missed. I the think funny, the funny, game. the funny inside basketball thing about Jacob is he shot a lot of free throws last year while he was rehabbing. Yeah. So he, t- <laughs> he he used to tell us all the time. He'd be like, "I better be a ninety percent free throw shooter when I get back." That's literally all I've done this whole time. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, one. Uh, you say one for two for Jacob, not bad. And I agree, it's not bad, but also, yeah, know. just th- there's a difference between shooting in a gym all year than getting out in, in that yeah. moment. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Jacob a little bit later, I believe, but um. And then Bishop, three for five. And um, I think we um, probably – the eight for nine start probably wasn't real. I think he has improved. But yeah. I think we're seeing recently that he's not a 90% shooter. Um, so three out of five, like that's not too much out of the ordinary. Uh-huh. Um, so – and then, and then like I said, Antoine, I think, was the missed front end. So that's all your free throws. So here's – and, and here's the thing about the free throws, right? Um. Let's also – I want to also consider what they lost. Tyshawn was like 87% from the line last year, wasn't he? Is that what he finished up at? Something like that. I think uh, – I'll look it up real quick. I can, I, can, I can look at that. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was on a good amount of attempts too. Like he had a lot of double-digit free throw games. Yeah. Uh, okay. Really great audio here. <laughs> okay, so Creighton last year as a team shot 74%. So Pretty good. 84th in the country. Um, good, not elite. Um, in conference, they were at 77%, third in the conference. So 
good, not elite, but uh, yeah, Tyshawn was 86%. Yeah. Uh, Zagorowski was 76%. Denzel was 84%. Balak was 74%. DJ was 64%. Bishop was 58%. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what we're working with now. And I, I didn't go back and look at the Nebraska numbers. Um, um, Kansas, I think. Um, obviously, Marcus had those misses late. Um, yeah. Was he like 50% or something in that game, I think? Um, uh, he was that. three for six, maybe? Yeah. Yep, because he went – yeah, went – yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, but so, like, again, yeah, if they've lost a really – they've lost an excellent foul shooter in Tyshawn, a guy who had the ball in his hands a lot, a guy who got fouled a lot. Um, yeah, he led so – so, so, in terms of, like, other guys, like, being in position to hit these big free throws – other than Marcus and Mitch, right? It's all new dudes, essentially. Yeah, he, yeah he led them in free throw attempts by a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. Nobody else was within 40 attempts of them. Bishop was second with 95 attempts. See, that's um, – that might be kind of big, right? If you're looking at why are they struggling there. Um, you know, they don't really have guys that have been there. at the, Like, if you look at – Denzel Mahoney, it's interesting because, like, his career before this actually lends you to believe that he's a guy who can get to the free throw line a lot and, and hit at a high clip. Um, and last year he hit at a high clip even though he didn't get there a lot. But – so you, you think that there's, like, a – he can fill some of that gap. But, like, right now it's just like they're just – it feels like they know that they're struggling there and then that's kind of what's leading to it even more. Well, because, again, he was – he was six for six coming into this game and had three yeah. of your misses. Um, yeah. I, so, like, if you just kind of go off their percentages, um, DJ hits it hits one more, um, like four out of six. Um, Denzel makes one more, eight out of ten, I think is about what you can expect in there and kind of in that range. Um, then, uh, like, I think you'd ex- – especially with the way he was shooting the ball, you'd expect Balak to make that. Yeah. Um, so that's what three more right there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe the game's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, like the free throw shooting in the end, it, it looked bad. And um, kind of again, the overall numbers go a lot of the time will go down to who's taking them. And is it your best free throw shooters missing, yeah. or is it your bad free throw shooters getting to the line and dragging down your percentage? Yeah, um, I mean, they're, 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 the two losses are because of a lack of like attention to detail for sure. Yes, and in yeah. lar- and a large in large part today, but the but you but you know just adding the free throw numbers up from the last three games, it's like kind of an alarming trend that's developing there. Yeah, so that's, no doubt. And that's like when you're when you're isolating things that need to be corrected. That's that's one that's, that's one of them. Um, but like to my question though, like I, we kind of got off there as we normally do, like, what do you see in terms of, like, the mindset of a, of a team or an individual guy when – because basketball players are very self-aware. They know what's going on. So they, they know they're struggling at the free throw line right now. How do they shake that? Because they're good shooters. We know that part, right? Yeah. You just get the, uh, the, the enough shots up um, to where you feel confident. Like, um and that, and I, that, once we get the questions, uh, I, we got at least a couple. <laughs> I, I think I'm about sure that. Got, but, I'm sure we got a lot of free throws. At the college level, teams don't spend much time shooting free throws. Yeah, that's it's usually for the like players on their own. 
Um, and yeah. the players do get plenty of th- shots up. At the end of every practice, everybody is shooting free throws before mm-hmm. they leave the gym. Yep. Everybody goes in. And the, way, and, the, and, the way, and the way Creighton does it, it's usually like, you know, make 12 in a row before you go type of deal. So it's not like they have to hit like, you know, 12 out of 30. They have to hit like 12, 13, 14 in a row, yeah. however many in a row before they can, before they can you know, go um, get changed and go back to the dorms and whatnot. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a case where Creighton's doing something different that nobody else does to cause this. Right, right now, they just, again, it's a, a little mix of the poor free throw shooters getting to the line more often and good free throw shooters just missing ones that they don't normally miss. And yep. there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Again, like you just get in the gym, get shots up, try to kind of flush it from your memory, come back ready to, um, to make the next one. Yeah. Sorry for yawning, everybody. It's been a long, long day. I don't think anybody will blame you. <laughs> and there was two games today. So it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, like on basketball zero right now. Hey, at least um, we're recording this before midnight. That's I know. That's a, that's a, that's a, we're, we're improving, right? Is that good? <laughs> Is that what normal people do? Yeah. Fortunately, I didn't have to go cover another game after this one today. Although I, <laughs> I can't actually leave our room anyway. When do the Oscars are off for a minute, aren't they? They're like, uh, yes, trying to, they're, they're working on getting um, a little extra game scheduled here this week, but now well, they don't, they don't play until December 22nd now. So their big, their big 10 opener got pushed back. Today. <laughs> wow. Uh, while they play UNO, what are they afraid of? Uh, <laughs> I, I, That's an inside UNO, joke. We're just kidding. Like, yeah. Problem is, I think UNO probably – I have no idea for sure. I haven't looked. I'm guessing that they maxed out their non-conference No, uh, they game. didn't. No, they, 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 got, they oh. had openings. Yeah. yeah. Oh. They had openings when Nebraska got that Florida A&M game banged, so they were sitting right there waiting. <laughs> well, they're, they're going local, but it's a little bit lower level than UNO. Oh, really? Okay. Get some, get some confidence back maybe. Or is that, or is that the pre-Christmas loss to the team that they should not be like losing? Is that what that not going to happen? Uh, not this case, no. Not this case. <laughs> it's a foolproof dub. <laughs> yeah, it it should be. Okay, it should get right game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You want to anyway? Let's so focus what, what, on did, did we did we cover? Did we cover the the nuts and bolts of it? Like, let's go through. Let's go through the box score, see what we got. Like, you know, we got to talk about Mitch. I mean, 26 points, 8 of 14 from three. Everybody's been wanting to see to shoot the ball more. The, the, the funny thing is, like, I keep – I would say it over and over again. It's like, the dude just wants to win. He doesn't want to, like, jack up shots. And, yeah, he 8 of 14, so you're like, that's good. Keep doing that. But it's like he is going to – he's not going to be happy after tonight's game. No. It's not – he doesn't care about that stuff. No, he doesn't. Absolutely. He's not – He's not trying to get to the. He's not trying to be an NBA three point shootout champion. Like he's not. He's that stuff's later. Like he'll figure that out afterwards. Like he just wants to win, right now. Like he's pretty. People don't know this enough, but like he's really disappointed about where. Like he's that he's at his senior year right now, and he hasn't won his tournament game. Yeah. Like he's really that that really eats at him because he was. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll be thinking about that that turnover he had late. He'll be thinking about um, when he got caught on that screen and gave up that three when he didn't crash the glass. He'll be thinking about all that stuff yeah. more than the, the, the threes that he did hit. 
so like how do you, how do, you assess, how do you knowing knowing mitch how do you assess his performance tonight eight of 14 from three 26 points you know just like bombs away hit some crazy ones but like he's gonna be pissed about that yeah and and that's it was it was a get right game offense away from that perspective and now yeah. you, don't don't look now but he's up to thirty nine percent on the season if you round up after this game law so of averages he, baby yeah <laughs> he, he got it he, that's a get right game got back to close to forty percent now um, where he needs yeah. to be so from that perspective it'll be good but again he was one of those guys that didn't make the hustle plays that didn't put full effort out there yeah. I think. Um, when you go back and look at the film, he'll be one of the guys that got lost on a screen or gave up a rebound. Um, I think I think not only that was he laid on the elevator screen that they had ran earlier, but I think there's a bad angle on yeah. on another one that Elliot hit in the corner where he kind of goes over the double. There was like a little double. I don't I, I don't know where it was set, but like there was like a double screen that he runs. Oh, he runs on like he took a bad angle to it, not the same angle Elliot took to it. Yeah, all and I he, remember is Elliot. Up. Yeah, being wide open with no one close to him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that happened quite uh, a bit. Yeah. Speaking of Mitch, though, um, I think we do need to highlight the, the play of the game, which was that play at the end of the half, um, the running down <laughs> yeah. the clock. Uh, so first, Marquette uses its foul to give with like five and change or six on the clock or whatever. Yeah, so which is like you reset, get it to Marcus, goes in, makes a bad kind of uh, throwback pass. To, the, to Antoine on the wing, down by his, like, right ankle. Mm-hmm. Antoine, at one motion, catches it, goes behind the back on a dime to Mitch, yeah. catch and shoot over Garcia, closing out at the buzzer, buried it. Like, like, like there, there aren't a lot of situations where behind the back pass is, like, the right basketball play. That 100% was, and he put it <laughs> on the money. And I, wish I, I think we can – that let that translate to a, another point here is uh, bench points, 25 to five. That's not going to get it done. Nope. Um, and <clears throat> I, it seems like, and so it's crazy that it almost did too. I just can't get that out of my mind. Like we're going to, we're going to break this one down and we're, we're going to lean negative like 90, 10 tonight, but I mean, we already have been, but yeah. It wasn't like they got their doors blown off. It's just crazy because that's like scored eighty four points. Yeah, that's what I mean. They have a they have a pretty high ceiling. If we're if we're like, oh my god, the the sky is falling, and they lost by five. Yeah, and I think that's why kind of the the attitude about this is disappointment. Yeah, is because you felt like they're better than this, and I know they think they're better than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they weren't expected to. Ha- I don't think they came in here expecting to have two losses at this point in the season, and that's the bottom line. Um, right, right. Robert got there. They didn't. That's not what they. That's not what they thought for themselves this season. Mm-hmm. But y- you look at that bench and Antoine, sixteen minutes, four points, one rebound, zero defensive rebounds, uh, two assists, uh, minus five in his sixteen minutes. Sharif played thirteen minutes, um, didn't score, one assist, one steal, minus seven, um, and. Kalkbrenner, geez, dude could not catch a break. Just got stuck in bad spots every second he was out there and had four fouls in, in five minutes. And that that and Christian's fouls led to Jacob getting a chance. And I think we had some questions there, so I won't touch on too much there, but mm-hmm. um, good spark by him. So they, they, you're not really getting anything off the bench right now. And that's – so you talk about well, – you talked earlier. I don't know about – I don't know about that as a whole, but definitely tonight there wasn't anything out of the 
They've been getting um, good. They've been getting good bench production throughout the season so far. Uh, well, this game and I think that the Kansas game both they didn't get any bench production and they were uh, so it's the bench against the higher level opponents right now. Are these guys oh, ready for it? I guess so I think okay. yeah. So you look at again their bench production in this game and the Kansas game, the minutes, the the actual box score production. Uh, it's a little different than them playing against Omaha and Kennesaw State and whatever. And you got all young guys there, um, inexperienced guys there on that bench. And um, I think we were. Pro- I think I personally at least. Whereas, whereas last year you had the sixth man of the year in the Big East come up. Yeah. yeah. And I was expecting a little bit more from Antoine, to be honest. I thought that he would be able to kind of step into that void a little bit. Um, Denzel and Damian have absolutely elevated um, their level of play. And I think that's helped made up for the loss of Tyshawn. Mm-hmm. Um, Denzel had 21. No, but, but no one has filled the void of Denzel yet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in the, and Antoine showed the highlights. Um, like the, again, two buckets today, nice little kind of pull-up jumper, had the, the nice little take and finish. Um, he, he, he got uh, bodied defensively, gave up a bucket inside, either a bucket or a foul. I can't remember which. Um, but Although like, I think one of those is a bad one. Of, I mean, the one on Kane, I think it was, that was like a clean block. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like, uh, I, yeah. Um, I, I, he got uh, – it was Garcia or somebody else that kind of buried him a little bit. But um, okay. so it just seems like he's still kind of finding. And so they were minus one in Zagorowski's 32 minutes um, in a five-point loss. So yeah, I don't. Think, th- yeah, that's not a stat they can lose. They can't be. No. They can't. Well, be, and, yeah, they can't be underwater in that in his minutes. And, and the, especially if you're not getting, like you said, especially if, like you said, they're not getting consistent production off the bench. They can't be underwater when when Marcus is on the floor. Yeah, that, and so that's what we don't have the answer to right now. Again, this is uh, Sharif's kind of struggled a little bit in both the Kansas game and this one. Um, mm-hmm. He's. He's a true. He's a sophomore, and um, uh, young guy's still trying to kind of figure out his role. He, I think he's getting better for sure, um, but yeah. um, just isn't ready to really carry the offense. And that's why I thought someone like Antoine, who is a little bit more creative offensively, I thought you go with those bench lineups, and he could kind of step up and help, kind of offset not having Marcus out there um, in terms of offensive creation and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I think we're still. I think so. That's I think the bench is something that they're still trying to figure out. It's up and down, and mm-hmm. especially against the best competition, are these guys ready? They don't look like it quite yet, but I think they've all shown enough that you think, all right, these guys will be able to give you something as the mm-hmm. season goes on. Um, but yeah, the question. Uh, I think. I Marcus just. Think, right I just. Now, yeah, I think there's still a lot to like. It's like. It's yeah. just There's. There's also some things that need to be ironed out and figured out, like in terms, not just in terms of like be better at it but like their identity you know what i mean they have their their identity excuse me their identity defensively has changed dramatically i think you know what i mean they're not i don't think they're the same team they were last year but i also think they can be they can be effective on the end of the floor in different ways than they were last year and still be good you know what i mean and i think and i think i think the offense they can, yeah i think the offense is gonna be fine like i don't think yeah. that I mean, if you're if your offense, if you finish with 84 points, and I know we're going on the surface level at that, but like they were still efficient, um, yeah. you know, and that, that includes the bad foul shooting. That includes the fact that they were, you know, what 16 points with like single digits left in the second. What seven minutes left at some yeah. point? How much time was left when they had 16 still? 
than when they ended up a 40. Like, they're capable of scoring 25 in about five minutes at any point in the game. We've seen that now. Like, the 23-2 to run against Nebraska came in, what, four minutes, four and a half minutes? Like, they scored 20-plus late on Marquette tonight when it didn't look like they could have done that at any point. Like, it's, you know what I mean? The offense is still at a high level, and it's got spurtability like nobody else does. And, so and it can, save, it can, it can yeah. save them if the details are, you know, if they're locked in on the details of the defensive end. That, like, when you're looking at – when you're going back to last March and you're looking at a Seton Hall game and you're like, okay, um, this game's nip and tuck. Uh, you're, you're doing all the things on the defensive end. You're fighting. You're battling. You're, you're, you're going blow for blow for them right now. Boom. Then you hit them with that punch, that spurt, that spurt that's, that's been waiting, and the game's over. That's kind of what that's that's what they're built on. They're built to like hang in there defensively, fight, scratch, and claw, and then hit that run and it's ball game. That was what was missing tonight. You know what I mean? They hit a kind of a little bit of a run in the first half, and I think Mac even mentioned it in the post game, saying that was kind of a chance for them to put um, some meaningful separation between them and Marquette before the half. But they gave it back a little bit towards the end of the half. Hundred percent, and and you know they only go up, they only go into the they go into the locker room with momentum, but they only go up nine when it could have been maybe fifteen or sixteen if they had. And, and that that kind of highlight, yeah, the highlight play at the end totally changed my mood because I was really disappointed. I was like, come on, guys, like they're giving up some of the plays they made down the stretch, just baffling, bonehead plays. Gave them again, like you said, you had a chance to kind of take control, and, and you let them right back into it, and then they kind of covered that up by making that play at the end of the half. Yeah, and then in the second half, they never made that one play to really, right, um, and they weren't able to kind of regather that momentum and kind of keep it up consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go through the box a little bit. You know, Marcus, uh, four thirteen, zero for seven from three. Um, I get a lot of text messages about him thinking like, uh, you know, why is he not like Marcus like yet? But it's like. You know, we, you know, Jahan's talked about it. Lily, I mean, I think he like nailed it on the, the last podcast. Like he's the injury he's coming off of doesn't like just you don't just hit the ground running again off of that. Like you've got to take it's time has to be, you know, taken to get back to where you are. And the level he was playing at before the injury was such a high level that it's like it's going to take a long time for him to get back to that. You just got to be patient with him. Like there's not going to be, he's not going to go from the way he played against Nebraska, you know, to putting four games like that together. It's just not going to happen yet. It's not there yeah, yet. Man. Like you physically, and, you have to be, people have to understand physically that's not possible right now. So you're going to have to deal with the, the peaks and valleys on top of the fact that he's dealing with more, attention from a scouting report standpoint and a defensive standpoint than he has his entire career that no matter what, where you're at in your career takes an adjustment. So this is the point in his career. Like there are stages of a college basketball player's career and elite college basketball player's career. You know, you got the freshman year where basically you got no answers to a lot of questions and you're just out there playing and you're, you're, you have some good games that show your potential, but mostly it's like a lot of confusion. You eventually get it together, end of freshman year, maybe build some confidence off of that. Go into the sophomore year, um, your consistent stretches are longer, your peaks are higher. Um, you show more of that potential like we saw last year. 
But now it's like, you know, he's coming off the surgery in a year where the offseason was as unconventional as any he's had. Um, Naismith, Wooden, All-American, Big East, all these accolades. Everybody's gunning for this dude. And he's coming off of that offseason. Just hang on a minute. <laughs> like, I understand people are like, what's, what's wrong with Marcus? Um, I mean, the, the answer is obvious. Like, he's coming off of a surgery, like a knee surgery, a major one. So just hang in there a little bit. Like, he's fine. Yeah. The intangibles are there, yeah. so I don't worry about him. Whenever The intangibles are always there. So as soon as his confidence is right, and as soon as his timing is right, he's going to be back to being Marcus. So I don't worry about that. And we, we've no, seen bits are, and pieces. Yeah, we, we've seen bits and pieces of it so far. What he hasn't done is put together a full game where he's doing everything well. Right. Um, we've seen him be a elite distributor, great decisions. I don't know what that was. It the Omaha game or whatever that he ended up with 11 assists or uh, whichever game that was. Yeah. We saw, was... I think tonight, we saw him get hot, obviously, last, last game and um, start raining threes. This game couldn't buy a three, but four or six inside the arc, he had some tough buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, some tough two-pointers there um, so we're seeing different parts of his game throughout the game he just hasn't um, outside to a certain degree against the you, you know he had 11 assists yeah so he's shown in a lot of different ways that he can play this year he just hasn't kind of put it all together consistently right. yet um, like 0 for 7 from 3 like that's that, that's tough um, but yeah. I mean you got they still shot 44% made 14 threes. So he didn't make any, but uh, obviously Mitch had eight of them. And you had four of them from Denzel. And heck, DJ went two for three. So the other guys probably shot a little bit above their level, too, to kind of make up. So in the end, um, Marcus, yeah, it would have been nice if he had gotten a few of those threes to go, especially because they were um, some really good looks. Mm-hmm. But and, like it's hard to be greedy when you made 14 threes overall you kind of just like all right yeah that's that's a good shooting day you'll take that that's what i mean there's there's like a few things that are off of this game but i mean there's like we're also i mean 13.8 points per game is down from his potential but there's also like the fact that he's only shooting 39 percent from the floor um so what is he 14 of he's 14 of 30 from two 15 of 44 from three um so those that's there's like some self correction that needs to happen there, um, but five point eight assists, a two point two assist turnover ratio, one point seven steals. Like there are elements of his game that are kind of like you know just waiting for the shot to be more efficient and to be more consistent, um, and then he'll be playing at a high level on a nightly basis. But it's there's there's a lot that's like kind of like he's got to deal with in terms of his development from dealing with being the man on the scouting report to um, recovering physically, getting his body right from, you know, his timing right from the, the off season and whatnot. So like, there's just, you just gotta be patient with him. It's not, if you, if we saw his best right now, I mean, it would be an indicator that there's something left in there still. And it'd be pretty scary for the rest of the rest of their opponents. The fact that they're off to this type of start isn't very surprising. Like you, you have to expect him to go through something like this with what he's been through physically. You know what I mean? Don't you think? Yeah, it's just uh, the worst. It's just 
the, the timing of having a limit, a reduced non-conference to work yeah. through that on top right. of losing That's a out. Big part of it too, correct? Yeah. yeah. The normal off season for the rehab to so everything that's kind of built up to this point hasn't put him in the best position to where he can hit the ground running. So but it's going to be – The non-con is – it's not only like truncated, but it's like it's condensed in terms of how many practices they can put together within it, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's game, uh, recovery day, practice game. You know, that's kind of been the cycle so far. And it's going to be like that basically until Christmas. Um, and – so, so he's dealing with that on top yeah. of the being higher on the scouting report, as you mentioned, um, all of that together, he's kind of, that, that's a lot to deal with at this point in this season. And so, yeah, I'm not worried about him long-term uh, unless we see another injury at, at this point. Right. Um, I, I think he'll figure it out. Like I'm, he's the kind of guy that you just bet on knowing yeah. everything that we know about him. Yeah. With the, with the guy, guy like, with, yeah. Unless with, there's a full with, with, with his yeah. body of work statistically and his intangibles, you bet on that package. Yeah. yeah. And again, this is what game six. Yes. Uh, so, game six, like we're yeah, so twenty percent through a normal season. Right. Let's look at let's look at just like where I just want to go back real quick to uh, last season for him. Because if people like remember at Game Six last year, no one no one thought Tyshawn was a stopper yet. Like the, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. think about that for a second. So Game Six last year, um, what are we at? Yeah, so Game Seven of the season last year was when he dropped thirty two against Texas Tech. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And then Game yeah. Eight was when he when he thirty balled Nebraska. So. Again, we're not even in that window for this season. You'd expect him to be there already, but again, do you? Because you have to consider the circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the sample is incredibly small right now, not to mention that the window that they've had to prepare for getting themselves right, getting themselves in sync, and playing games is a lot smaller than normal, too, because they're trying to get them in um, because that number 13 is important uh, in terms of trying to get that, that to that number before you – you know, if you can avoid a pause or whatnot, which if DePaul is an exam, shining example, of, that's pretty hard to do sometimes. Um, so, yeah, it's so just, that's, a little patience is, is required in a season like this especially. Also, some appreciation. Like, they're playing games. Like, you just got to <laughs> kind of, like, sit back and be like, there are worse alternatives yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So. And that's kind of where the, the – all the reason we talked about why it hurt so much losing the South Dakota game um, yeah. was so I think maybe they get those games in. Maybe Marcus is a little bit more um, kind of broken in at this point. He's gotten maybe he's gotten over a few more things. I think maybe against that Kansas game, um, they make one, two, three fewer turnovers. They make one, two, three plays. Maybe you get a little bit more off the bench. Um, than you did if you had gotten a chance to play some decent teams up there in Sioux Falls and to where Kansas wasn't your first um, good opponent that you've seen. So um, that's kind of where it hurts, just losing out on those early non-conference games. But um, non-conference is in the books. We're we're on to league play, and now they've got to to learn. That's the point. They've got to get to the point now you've dropped two games that you didn't think you should have dropped if you play your normal game, you can't drop any more of those games. Now you got to learn from this moving forward. 
the, you've got to be able to halt when things start to go south like they did in the, in the second half. You've got to recognize, you've got to be able to turn that um, around before it's too late like it was tonight. They had plenty of chances um, throughout that second half to where they could have stopped that run. They had how many times, again, were they at the free throw line? They had plenty of chances, um, and they just couldn't able they, – they weren't able to take advantage of those. So they've got to be able to do that moving forward, and it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into questions here because I think we basically beat this one to its, to its uh, final resting place. Um, let's see. This is the first one from – so anonymous eagle asked Kenny submit a question, but then he didn't do it because he's a coward. <laughs> yeah. We said you could, you didn't do it. Well, I wasn't part- expecting a yes. <laughs> I know. Well, too bad you got one. Fire it away. Uh, Barstool Jays, what is the meaning of life? I have to have a good answer to this, right? Like, well, I don't even know if I have a good answer to it. But I'm just saying, like, just appreciate that you're alive because this year has been. In terms of like the odds, <laughs> like I mean, Jacob's sitting here right now with COVID. Like <laughs> for God's sake, people, like just appreciate that you are alive. Um, appreciate that you can be, you know, emotionally whatever after a Creighton loss. <laughs> like just to, just to smile about stuff more. That's kind of what I've got to do, or you know, that's what what I've been doing as much as possible because there are just bigger problems in the world than. Creighton not defending Marquette in the second half. What about you? What's the meaning of life for Jacob? Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll just Basket, defer to just your basketball. answer. Right? Thank just, you. Just basketball, right? As long as hoops exist, you're alive. You have a reason. Pretty much. To, you yeah. have a reason to live, yeah. Yeah. At, at this point, um, just happy when I'm feeling well enough to actually not be in bed. So There you go. Yeah. Um. Matt Irwin wants to know, why don't they practice free throws? That is a bad question. They do practice free throws. Yeah. And I mean, I appreciate the question. I appreciate the question. Sorry yeah. for letting me to bash you, Matt. I appreciate the question. But, but you, we need to address that. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. Practice as much um, as pretty much anybody else. That they pretty standard how Crane handles their free throw. Yeah. They should be good at them. Let's just say. They should be better than 31 of 56 that they are in the last three games. How about that? Yes. They practice enough to be better than that. Is that a good answer? Is that a good way to answer it? Yes. Okay. Uh, Shooter U. What's up, Shooter U? You start using your real name because he's a good good person. If it's a guy or a girl. Uh, good follow. Um, how much do we lose by – how much do we lose by – does Creighton lose by if the Hauser brothers were still there? Well, well does Creighton have – Well, first – Sam's eligibility would be done by now, right? If he didn't transfer in redshirt. That's what that's that's point number one for sure, definitely. Yes. Um, so there'd only be Joey left, who's probably the better of the two anyway, but uh Greg Elliott shot like Joey Hauser tonight. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It, it was supplemented. <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were basically there in different forms, essentially, if you look at what Marquette did offensively. So the same, I guess. Yeah. Although they don't have that on the other end of the floor, so maybe the Creighton wins probably. And if they have Joey Hauser, they probably don't get Dawson Garcia. Yeah, so it's like if if Joey's there, Dawson doesn't play the role he plays, right? He's like coming off the bench, playing one of the. Well, I don't think he commits there if they okay. had someone starting. Oh, so his you're spot. flat out. He's going somewhere yeah. else. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, so I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt that no. you know Dawson would mind wouldn't mind waiting a year, but okay, that's fair. No. All right, so it's Joey Hauser. Sam's gone. Um, so Greg Elliott plays this. <laughs> so Greg Elliott, and then Joey Hauser instead of Dawson Garcia is what we're dealing with, basically. Yeah. So does Craig, uh, does Creighton win that game? I think they might win that game. Yeah, I I think it'll be. I, I don't know how much different it would be. Uh, honestly. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, I don't. I don't think it would be different. Yeah, so um, that's a funny question, though, because <laughs> we got to talk about the Hauser brothers. Now Marquette's gonna. The Mar- this is where Marquette checked out of the chat right there. That's really like, oh damn it. <laughs> um, let's see, Jacob Slatsik. Sorry if I'm not saying that right. Uh, what the hell was <laughs> what the hell was that second half? Good question. Uh, I think we spent the last hour discussing yeah. what it was. Yeah. Uh, Disappointment. Dumpster yeah. fire, right? Yeah. Um, Nicholas Winninger, uh, why didn't Epperson get more time when Kalkbrenner was struggling to fill in for Bishop? That's a good question. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough. Like, because Jacob's in that position where he's like, it's. So uh, I think I think the first thing we need to kind of like what Matt talked about after the, the KU game off the bat. His knees are day-to-day. We never quite know. We won't know unless they tell us beforehand how he's feeling that day. So if he doesn't play, it very well might be, you know what, he just wasn't feeling that day. That's just kind of the reality of the situation of where he is now post all these injuries. Um, And we've also seen that he's not quite back to where he was previously. And I'm guessing Mac probably wasn't planning to play him tonight. They probably wasn't sure if – if he's ready to play at this kind of this high leverage, um, such high stakes game. Yeah. But to his credit, when he did go out there, he made some huge plays and the the few minutes that he did gave absolutely changed that game. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a thing that they'll see and be like, okay, maybe, maybe if there's like a sense that Ryan's first rotation wasn't great, maybe the second time Bishop needs a spell, it goes to Jacob instead of automatically to Ryan. Right. Yeah. And, and because they, I think, especially in the second half there, um, the small ball wasn't working. They were getting, heck, they were getting out muscled in their normal yeah. uh, lineup. So I don't think going even smaller would have been um, the solution there. So Mac did give Jacob a chance and he made some big plays and kind of, yeah. um, and some of it was just his length being in the right spot, offensively catching and getting fouled instead of getting blocked like Denzel mm-hmm. did later in the game. Um, and and like Jacob understands, and that's the thing that with with Jacob's experience, he understands better than Ryan is like where to be, right? Yeah, Cause like because yeah. Ryan did some good things defensively too, but he also was, you know, just like you can see him getting lost sometimes. Yeah, he was just out of position. Yeah, and Jacob also had a block in there, and I think maybe affected another shot. Yeah, and again, it's a it's a situation where Creighton was giving up points in the paint. Um, they were getting scored over the top of, so he got in there, got in challenged uh, a couple shots there and made that difference. And um, so good to him, uh, good plays by him uh, along the same line. Um, Chris Thedinga, um asked the question, why not keep Epperson in longer? Um, right after he came in, he affected the shot and then got to the line. Um, so yes, um, like I said, credit to him for coming in and making a difference. Uh, but Mac took him out there late and they continued. How long, How long was it? How long was his rotation? I forgot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He could. He only about. He officially played one minute. 
Um, oh, really? It felt like longer. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like. I mean, it rounds up, so he had to have played less almost, I think. Or, no, it rounds down, so he could have played almost 90 seconds. Yeah. Um, here we go. So, uh, yeah, so he subbed in at the 448 mark with, uh, with Dawson Garcia at the line and um, Creighton trailing 75-66. So – 448 and he checked out at 320 so he yeah he played um, so 118 28 okay yeah so yeah so under I mean, 90 seconds. So, so 90, yeah, but, 90 seconds with stoppages and stuff so it's like he's that's on his, he's on his feet a long time right there so like you know for him that's that's basically and, what his rotations will look like so and and we don't know again it, he probably wasn't planning to uh, – I don't think Mac planned for him to be part of it, but they had no choice at that point. They had four fouls on both right. Brenner and, and Bishop, and it was too long to kind yeah. of just let it go with Agreed. four and change left. Agreed. So, I, I, remember looking at, I remember looking at a different point in the game, um, seeing Jacob with the, the warm-up on just kind of sitting behind the, the coaches a little bit, and I was like, he doesn't look like he's going to play tonight. Like, he just didn't look yeah. – it didn't look like he was part of the – rotation tonight that's so yeah, yeah when he got when he got in i was like oh that, that seems like well, they're at a point where it seems like they're at a point where they need where they need him really bad yeah it's funny because uh uh buddy uh shout out aaron block he, he was texting me and asking me about epperson and as i was typing my answer uh i hit send i looked up and suddenly he was out there on the court <laughs> I'm like, oh hey there he is um but so yes like maybe they could have won a little bit longer but uh, right after they sat, uh, they sat Jacob down and put Christian back in. Um, the DJ got a steal and uh, got fouled and split the free throws. Mm-hmm. Um, then they, then Bishop went in there and got a block, um, and um, they got the board. And then DJ got fouled and and hit both. Yeah. Um, so that's so even without Jacob, they continued kind of that little burst, got it to within one point. And then they had the breakdown where um, Carton hit the corner three. Jacob wasn't going to help on that. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Denzel turnover, which baffling. So I don't think keeping Jacob in there would have changed the outcome. Um, but I do think he deserves credit for what he gave them. And even though if it wasn't necessarily a planned move by Mac, at that point, you're just kind of throwing out whatever works. And that did work. And if, if that's all we get out of Jacob, in whether even if it's once or half where you get that little bit, I think you'll take that. Um, yeah. If he can come in and make two, three plays that impact the game in a big way for you as your third string center for a guy that's missed so much time in his career. Right. And especially this early on, you'll absolutely take that. No question. And then maybe it builds to something more later in the season. Maybe it builds to something more next season. You never know. So I think that that was a good sign to see that out of him. Um, and maybe Mac does have a little bit more confidence to go to him next time um, and give him a shot in the first half. Maybe even if it again is only a 90 second stint um, that, that could help. Yeah. You nailed that. Um, Nicholas, uh, second part of his three part question, Nicholas went, Nicholas went in tonight. 
Um, did MU force CU into all those half-court possessions in the second half, or do you think that was by design? Okay, so did Marquette force Creighton into a quarter-court game, or did Creighton do that by design? I mean, that's well, not, it's I, never We talked about it. a lot of it was of the fouls. Um, yeah, they kept right. fouling Creighton and put him at the line. And, right. Um, you can't run. You can't. You can't. Well, and then because you look, they were two for six to start. Um, they were two for six from three in the first, I think, six minutes of the second half. Yeah. And then they went like five minutes without a three-point attempt because Marquette just kept putting up the putting them at the line. They didn't have a chance to get a three off. Yeah. And also, also Marquette missed <clears throat> Marquette missed fourteen uh, shots in the second half. They rebounded ten of them. Yeah. That's... So it's hard to run when you're. <laughs> Hard to run when that's when that kind of nonsense is going on. Uh, on top of the fact that you shot twenty-two free throws because you were getting fouled so much, so there wasn't a lot of opportunity for Creighton to get into an offensive rhythm because of how bogged down the game was for two reasons. Like one, Jacob just mentioned with the fouls. Two, they were pulling the ball out of the net most of the time. <laughs> like, and Creighton has the ability to score off scores, and they did it a couple times tonight. But that's not a sustainable way of transition getting transition offense you know what i'm saying like that that's like force feeding the baby at that point um you gotta you gotta rebound better than that if you want to run so the the marquette maybe forced creighton into that by rebounding the hell out of the ball on offensive glass um you know grabbing 10 of their 14 misses but uh yeah so in that regard marquette did dictate the game the terms of the game in that in that regard but so no it wasn't by design for creighton never it's never by design to be a quarter-to-quarter -quarter game for Creighton. They want to get out of – they'd play, they'd play 90 processions in transition if they could. So, um, yeah. And the last part <laughs> the last part of his three-parter is also, why are free throws? Yeah, I don't know. How did free throws get, become a thing? When did they become a part of basketball? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't either. I haven't studied that part of the game. I mean, it was probably a reason, like, you can't – like eventually someone became really good at offense and then a strategy for defense was to foul the crap out of really good offensive <laughs> players. And, and they were like, what should we do? Because they, we can't just punish the offensive players. Like, well, let's let them go to the thing over there and shoot with no one guarding them as like a, a deterrent. Okay. That sounds good. Um, so that's probably how they, that's probably why they became a thing. Right. I assume that's logical. Doesn't that make sense? Sure. Without, we'll without any prior history of their origin. Um. Yeah. Well. So she created the. You know, it's the question that I think. I think John has like brought it up before, when Creighton's gone through the stretches where they haven't shot free throws very well. Can you move back like really far off the line? <laughs> I, I think you have to stay inside What's, of that half circle. Okay, so you can't go beyond the. So Mitch can't go to the logo and shoot a tech, right? Like, yeah. Correct. I believe that would be the case. Yes, I think okay. that's that's why that half circle is there. All right, well, let me just say that's a stupid rule because, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you want to shoot a free throw from, from 90 feet away, I think you should be allowed to, you know, just just off the top opinion right there. Um, maybe Creighton should move back a little, maybe. Maybe they're just better at 18 feet than they are at, you know, 15. Well, the problem is I don't think uh, outside of Denzel, there aren't many guys on the team that actually work on their mid-range jumper to as – great a degree. Um, I don't think that's super high on their priority list in terms of what you're working on. So yeah. I don't know that that would actually improve their percentage. 
honestly, free throws are mental. Like they're just about a process. Like you have to go up there with a process. Like you have to go up there. Like you got to know how many dribbles you're taking, deep breaths, all that kind of thing. Visualization. It's not like a complicated. It's like, I mean, it is more complicated than just like shooting the ball because the shots are the shot mechanics are different. You're flat footed. You're all these sorts yeah. of things. But when you yeah. get into a routine that helps you build a rhythm. Yeah. And you can repeat it more often if you have one. Well, right now, and, when guys are going to the free throw lines, it just seems like they're just throwing shots. Yeah. At and that's kind of what the results are showing. Yeah. I've, I've always been partial to pretty simple um, motion uh, going like routine for free throws. I dribble, dribble twice, get set and shoot. Um, that also kind of helps you get a lot of reps up in less time. Um, every time I shoot my brother, I finish a lot sooner than he does because he does all this other stuff. That's what um, she said. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> but the funny thing is that's probably free throw shooting is uh, my best skill on a basketball court. Nice. Now that all I do is play pickup and it doesn't matter. So yeah, it's tough. That's, that's kind of me as a basketball player in it. Um, yeah. Kind of encapsulated there. Is, you, I, should I probably, you should probably come up with a better skill in the second half of your yeah. career as a pickup yeah, basketball player can shoot 96 out of 100 from the free throw line in an open gym, but um, that doesn't really do you good when yeah. you're actually being guarded by somebody. In well, I have, I, have many, I have many useless talents as well, so I relate to that. All right. You want to um, move on? Yeah, sorry. Matt wants to – Nebraska Matt wants to know, did, uh, did Creighton change defensive plans in the second half? Well, like in the first half, Creighton gave up. It may have given up a few threes, but protected the paint better in the first half. I mean, Creighton changed their defensive tactics up a lot in the second half, just out of necessity, because, I mean, nothing was working. So I didn't really see a game plan switch out of the – that was, like, you know, um, drastic that led to Marquette exploiting them more. I just felt like there was a lack of – you know, in some cases there were lack of attention to details. Some cases there was less fight than was required. Like it was just like a, a whole, like a whole list of problems that led to Marquette being as good as they were on that end of the yeah. floor in the second half. I don't know if it was a if it was an adjustment thing that. The, yeah, they gave up six more points in the paint in the second half. It was twelve in the first half, eighteen in the second half. Okay. And guess and, and, we probably, about, and, and a lot of that would probably be attributed to the 10 offensive rebounds versus yeah the, and and they got some more free throws too and um, obviously some of that was at the end intentional fouling but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they were four or seven from the free throw line in the first half yeah um and so um and they finished or they were 13 and 19 in the second half again some of those were intentional fouls at the end but some of the a lot of that was during the flow of the game too so um yeah just like we talked about earlier i just don't think the the defensive effort was great in the second half individually like man to man everybody doing their job i just didn't think it was there um consistently throughout the last 20 minutes and and it cost them i don't necessarily think there was a game plan change it's just they didn't play well i mean i don't think there was a game plan change that led to what we saw yeah it was just you know all i think maybe marquette made a, a bit more of uh, a concerted effort to go inside and take advantage of their size in the second half. Um, so there might've been a little bit there to that. Mm-hmm. And, and then maybe that was the problem is Creighton didn't react. That's I think Creighton didn't 
kind of really change much in the second half after uh, Marquette changed a little bit. Like um, I think guys were getting beat and um, they didn't, I mean, it, it's tough when you've got like your six, five guys going up against Garcia at six ten or whatever he is. Um, I mean, I think, I think some, I think some, a lot of it has to do with feel, right? Like, you know, yeah. Marquette could just sense that Creighton was like not meeting their level of tenacity. So when that happens, they're like, they could, you know, if there's a timeout or something or a break in the action, you're like, look, they're not like that far away from you just punking the crap out of them and running away with this thing. Just, you know, crash the glass. It happened. I think we had, we saw it happen. Uh, what was the um, game where Marcus Howard got hurt in the first half or whatever and Marquette came back? Remember that one? I don't remember. It was like a couple, you know, back when Kyrie and uh, Marquette were still there. I think it was uh, Mitch and Tyshawn's freshman year or whatever, Jacob's freshman year. Um, that was a game where Marquette was just like, they, they just kind of like, at, for a stretch of game, for a stretch of the game, they were like, we're just going to crash the offensive glass, like go all out like hell because we feel like Creighton's fading a little bit here and we can push them around a bit. Like there was a stretch in the second half where Marquette just upped the physicality level. Creighton, they felt like Creighton wasn't capable of matching it for that stretch and that's what changed the complexion of the game a little bit. So it wasn't like a sustained thing um, where Marquette was just like, we're going to beat them up the whole time. Like they just... For a stretch, they did, and it worked. Uh, next question. Uh, we talked. We've, we've talked about these next two both already. Uh, is, should we be concerned about Marcus? Is Marcus's surgery still impacting his abilities? Um, long term, no concern about Marcus. Is the surgery still impacting his abilities? No question. I mean, it's a question, but like, no question, they are still impacting his abilities. Yeah. Um, what's the latest on Alex O'Connell's eligibility? Uh, this team could use some better scoring, better people shooting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody knows. The NCAA is kind of like well, the NCAA just kind of like yeah. makes the decision, and then they tell you, and then that's what happens. Like, so I'll, I'll put it this way: I, I think uh, the the blanket waiver is probably more likely to pass before Alex's individual request probably yeah. goes through. Right. Just based on how late they put yeah, the request that, in. Yeah, when was that rumored deadline again for that to be uh, on? Uh, Wednesday? I was going to say, it's, it's coming up before the next game, I think. Yeah, I think December 16th was yeah. the, the first date that I heard, um, right. I think they were talking about. So I think that's kind of what you're looking for at this point. Is, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised um, if he's yeah if he's, if he's if he's ready for next if, game. But Yeah, if everybody's that, 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 that's 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 also like going to lead to a lot of excitement. <laughs> which I hope uh, will be followed by tempered expectations because yes, good God, people like have some, have some, you I know it's a dude. He's a guy that played a Duke, but <laughs> yeah. keep your senses about you here. Cause the dude has not had number one reps very much. Um, he's also at a position where Creighton doesn't really need someone at the point at this point right now. Um, so, so yeah. hang, hang tight. If you're expecting like a, an extra 15 off the bench yeah. right away. So hang on. A minute. Yeah. We talked about it earlier and I think, his yeah. greatest value is if somebody else goes down, whether it's quarantine, yeah. whether it's an injury. If you lose one of those wings, that's where suddenly, Alex, you need him. Correct. As it is right now, they're struggling enough as it is to get the bench minutes. 
<laughs> like yeah. I, I think Antoine only played 15 minutes a day, which like he's playing less than I expected him to. Um, the other bench guys are probably about where I expected. I thought Antoine would get more minutes. So I, they're going to have a tough time, I think, getting Alex more minutes. I don't think he's going to come in and suddenly be an upgrade at that spot. He's came to Creighton because he wanted the year off to kind of resettle himself, kind of rediscover his game, uh, get a little bit stronger, kind of get, get his shot back. Um, that's why he came here. He wanted a redshirt. Yeah. Um, we'll see kind of once – he's there um kind of how mac handles that um does he, he change anything like does he he's like all right well things aren't working out we'll give it a shot who knows at this point um who knows what he's going to give them if he does become eligible at this point if he does give you anything it's kind of a, like a cherry on top and i think he the way you put kind of more of a breaking glass uh break glass in case of emergency option than a guy that's going to come in and be a 25 minute a game rotation player right away mm-hmm. Yep, agreed 100%. I have nothing to add to that. Uh, last question, I think, is our – yeah, it's our last question. Yep. Let's see. Jays career fan 02. Um, the refs were atrocious and the Jays were worse. So those are statements. Um, Keep going. There's a question there. What one player other than Taisha – I know, I was just, you know, slowing it up. What one player other than Taishan would you want on the team to help to most help for the whole season. Options are those that left last year early. Mince, Wyndham, or those that got hurt this year, Conslaris, Rati. Other, uh, other than Tyshawn? That's the yeah. question? Yes. Why can't, obviously why can't I just have <laughs> How kind of world is this, people? Uh, hey. Other than, other than Tyshawn. I mean, Davion's got D1 experience. Is that even a, is that even a tough one to answer? Like Davion's got D1 experience, uh, right? Yeah, I just – I think uh, I think that was kind of uh, – I don't know that Ty, or that Davion would have been happy with the role that he'd be playing. I, honestly, I think Roddy is the right answer um, as just another Inter- option. Yeah, so why, why, why is Roddy the right answer? Like that's, I guess uh, that's a uh, Again, like I don't know that – like I. Davion, first of all, I think kind of like you made it like Davion, once he decided not to come back last year, that yeah. was over. So I don't think him being here. Yeah, because there would be some role acceptance that would be necessary, correct? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's fair. And but the way Denzel and Damian are playing right now, you can't take those guys off the court. Right. And so they're, they're both playing better right now than Davion ever did at Creighton. Ooh, would you think that's fair to say? Trying to think. I mean, they've averaged under ten points a game, like three assists a game. Yeah, but he had different. Under, he, had, he had different responsibilities than those two guys. Yeah, um, I know. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think like how their games. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like. Yeah. Come up with the values of their games right now versus what his was when his best. I think that's. You know what? Even if it's not, hundred percent, like, right, it's probably fair to say. Yeah. So I, think I, think, you, I think you could make a strong argument that it's true. So that's so that's I, fine. I think Davion would give you more than Sharif at this point in his career, but how much would Davion give you in the, the role that Sharif's playing? I think is kind of the question. And mm. how much more would you fight to get him minutes? Again, who are you taking minutes away from? Yeah. So but then like what's what where does Roddy fit in? 
I, I, so I think he is a guy that could give you another option if Sharif doesn't, isn't feeling it that night. If Antoine, you don't like what he's doing. I, I think he's kind of more of a, an upside play than um, yeah, okay. like, cause he, he's a guy at six, five. Um, he, he gives you a little bit more size. Maybe he can be a guy that gets in the paint and, and make some plays. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that would get better throughout the season. Um, would just give you another option. Like it, I was kind of, I didn't expect him to play a big role before he got hurt anyway, but um, I, I wasn't counting him out as a guy that could eventually kind of crack the rotation and get some minutes here and there kind of depending on how Sharif came along. Um, so I, I think Roddy at least would give you another look to Sharif if maybe um, yeah. you're looking for a little bit more offensive punch. You're looking for a little bit more creation ability. If one of, if like, uh, Denzel got in foul trouble or whatever, and you're you're getting Marcus uh, a breather. Maybe Roddy's the guy that goes out there and play, gives you two three minutes here and there, and gets in the paint and gets Mitch an open shot or something like that. Um, yeah. It's just kind of like I think the chemistry is so important in this in this um, in this program, and I think kind of role acceptance and buying into it. I just don't know how Davion fits on this team. Is kind of what it. What yeah, if you, if you if you could guarantee some, if you could guarantee some buy-in, I think Davion's the obvious answer. But if you, but that's such a that's such a unpredictable variable given the circumstances that it's hard to say him. I, you know, I don't really think I like this question because I just don't think Creighton's problems are wing ball handler related. So I'm going like. I think if you if you, if you just give me this question and I'm picking from guys who were eligible to be on this roster, I think I'm like taking like you know uh, sophomore year Jacob pre injury. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's the yeah. that would be one that I think would really change the dynamic of this team because Kalkbrenner is not there yet, right? Like he's he's got. He's probably ahead of um, – you could argue he's ahead of where, like, JP was, uh, definitely Christian, Martin, like all these guys, Jacob, at this point in his career. As a true freshman, yes. Yes, you know what I mean? He's, like, ahead of those – where those guys were as true freshmen. Um, but he's probably not ahead of where Jacob was as a sophomore. Is that fair to say? Like, pre-injury, yeah, well, right? Like, and, and I think we saw that tonight um, where – he just didn't have it tonight. He's just yeah. best some bad luck out of position. Yeah. So it would be nice to have. Yeah, right. yeah. So it would be nice to have that option. Uh, and that's kind of what we were hoping for this season is like to have both those guys. So you can, we talked about it the first time you and I did the post game, like nice having three guys that you can go to as options there that can kind of maybe wear the other guys down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and um, kind of keep up your level of play. And um, clearly Jacob's not to that point yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also we did see today, like I said, he got in there and did help a little bit. Right. Um, so maybe it continues to get to that point. But mm-hmm. yeah, I th- I don't. I honestly, I think Creighton's rotation is just fine. Like they've got I an eight too. and a half man rotation yeah. with uh, Jacob being that extra half. Um, yeah. you, you got a backup guard, a backup wing, and a backup big, and then you've got again Jacob as kind of that that wild card piece. Yeah, that's good. That that's I mean, Marquette, ideally... Marquette put like seven dudes tonight. Like yeah. Depth isn't depth wasn't the problem, right? No. Like, and so yeah. yeah, I don't. There aren't guys that I'd rather have on this team that could really. Agree, yeah, I agree. That's not. Yeah, I haven't done would much change. 
the team's ceiling. Crazy. That's kind of that's kinda why I'm like that's kind of why I'm chill on the O'Connell thing too. It's like yeah, there's just not agree. Yeah. there's just not a lot of minutes yeah. left out there, right? Like who are you? Who are you? Who are you, who are you yeah. I don't who are you know more he's going yeah. to bring to this right. team that other guys aren't already bringing. Yeah. At this point in his career, in their career, with based on how he's been practicing all that. So yeah. So if you gave me that to flip over, I'd take sophomore year Jacob. I, I flipped yeah. that a little bit on you. I don't know. That wasn't the origin of the question, but, yeah. you know. The, again, the origin of the question is the obvious answer is Davion based on skill, but also you have to take it into account that he's probably not going to want to play the role you want him to play as the extra addition to that yeah. um, non-Tyshawn player you get to pick from. So I'm taking, like, a sophomore year Jacob type because he'll play the role that you're going to need from the player you're trying to add as that extra piece. Um, he's fine with that. And again, that's a big changeup to have in your in your pocket, like from a Christian to a to a Jacob that can play at that level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that about will do it. What's next? St. John's. Man, they gotta go to they gotta go to St. John's. St. John's is zero and two. That's gonna be a hornet's nest. Um, that Georgetown game was so bad. Yes, that was a tough watch. So bad. I say, I say, like, I say, like, I don't know if you agree with this, but like, college basketball has this ability to like just present you with a train wreck that will not have any casualties. That you're like, okay, I can watch this with a clean moral compass and just like <laughs> for what it is, right? No one's gonna die, but damn, that's awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I can't look away. That was a bad basketball game. It was close. It was one of those close, like, awful games. You know what I mean? It was just like – College basketball. That's yeah. college basketball in a nutshell. <laughs> Only college basketball has the ability to do that. We're just like – just an absolute mockery of the best parts of it. But it's close and it's compelling. I watch a lot of high school basketball, so I won't say that's the only. But, yes, yeah. it, it does it at a high, high – it does that at a very high level. Absolutely, yeah. Um so, yeah, that one's next. That one's going to be interesting just because, you know, St. John's has kind of been a matchup bugaboo because of their, you know, the way that, you know, their interchangeability, um, unconventional Big East lineup for sure, just kind of like Creighton. Uh, but I don't know, man. I think Creighton's operating at a really high level offensively right now. Um, yeah, they they St. John's is St. John's has not been. I mean, Marquette wasn't really great offensively coming into this one, but St. John's has not been good offensively so far. Yeah, they just got to come out and take care of business in that game. They especially after losing this one, you can't have any more slip ups. Like not, not to a team like. Oh, you are you really at that? You're at that point. <laughs> well, no, I like coming off this game. Like if we just they talked lose, about it, it was game six, and you're like, this is yeah. the last straw. But if they do. Look, let this game affect them moving forward, and now you lose to St. John's right after you lose to um, uh, to uh, Marquette. Yeah, a couple games after you lose to Kansas, now you lost three out of four, and um, yeah. you're you're not feeling great about where you are. And so, like, I don't know, man. I'm kind of curious to see what they come out looking like December 30th, honestly, because that's going to be an important little break that they need, I think. This is a tough slate, man. Going, I mean, Marquette, you take the loss, especially with losing to Marquette, right? You weren't expecting to lose that one. Yeah. But if you lose that one, now the rest of it looks kind of daunting before Christmas because there's not a lot of time to play these games. But it's like, 
at St. John's, at UConn, Xavier at home, who's – I mean, that one's kind of up in the air now, right? Is that Can they even be back in time, Xavier, or is that one off? I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what any schedule at this point is. Yeah, like, why the hell did I do that? That's so unfair. To me, to me well, especially kind of like with the COVID thing hitting last week, I normally have a notebook where I've got everything. I've got all the Nebraska games. I've got all the Creighton games. I've got all the high school games for the week. I've got it written up so I know, all right, what am I doing when? With, with the kind of the whole COVID thing hitting last week, like yesterday was the last day on my a notebook. I have no idea what's happening for the next two weeks. Oh, really? How long are you quarantined for? Uh, so I've still got a few more days. Um, I, my symptoms first kind of showed up last Monday. Yeah. So it's 10 days plus as long as my symptoms are kind of going down. So we'll see where I'm at on Thursday and then I can start kind of looking ahead to phasing back eventually. Yeah. Rejoining the world. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you hopping on under the weather and all. Um, hope you feel better. Certainly. Uh, but it's always good to it's always good to chat some hoops with you, so I appreciate it again. Well, hopefully the next time we give a talk, it'll be happy. Yeah. We can talk about a, a win. I pump a bit this is where this is the point of the podcast where I'd like pump your work, but you're out of commission at the moment. So <laughs> <laughs> unless you got something unless you got something like a column that you got up your sleeve somewhere that you're ready to rock or ready to let No, I, I uh, again kind of the same thing where I, I haven't even filled out the uh, the planner for the week um, for uh, for work this yet this week either. So I'm yeah, no. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. I, I, I really don't know what's going on now. All right, man. Well, um, you know where to get this podcast, white and blue review, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, we might have it up on YouTube too. Um, you know, check out all the post game uh, write-ups and stuff on white and blue review.com. We'll have, uh, Reaction from the women's game. They beat Nebraska again for the fifth time in a row. Um, and then obviously more on this one with, you know, quotes and comments from uh, Mac and Mitch and everything. So, you know, where to find it all, whiteandbluereview.com. Jacob, once again, love you, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for hopping on. Um, go get some rest and kick the crap out of that COVID, okay? All right. Sounds good.